Hello, and welcome to the Brooks Talk Podcast. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Ingrid Knowles, the new Dean of Students here at Brooks. So, uh, Mrs. Knowles, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Um, I am very excited to be at Brooks. I have I grew up in Maine. Uh, I went to an independent day school, so boarding is still kind of new to me. Um, then I went to Bates College, where I Nordic skied and played lacrosse, and then after Bates, I jumped right into education, which wasn't really part of the plan, but it ended up being my plan, and so here I am now. Uh, why did you choose Brooks? Why did you choose coming here? Yeah, um, Brooks, I was definitely interested in trying something new and um, looking for another opportunity in a boarding school. I'd never worked in a boarding school before my previous institution. Um, and so I was trying to figure out, is this something that I really wanted to do? Things that I liked about my previous school I found here as well, such as size, sense of community, um, and things like that. So Brooks felt like home, but also felt different enough to try a new challenge. Yeah, you kind of just mentioned it a little bit, but is there anything else, uh, like after just a short time here, a month or two, is there anything that you've seen at Brooks that differentiates it from other schools that you've worked at? I So I've worked at a few schools, and I've always found that the students really shape it, right? Every school has walls, classrooms, athletic buildings, whatever it may be, but really what makes it up are the students that are in it. And so I think the biggest differentiator has been able to meet the student body, which I continue to meet new students every day. Um, but those that's really what makes it different and special. Uh, so your new role here is Dean of Students. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means and kind of what your responsibilities are as the new Dean of Students? So as Dean of Students, I oversee the residential life programming um, and I also oversee the student leadership aspect of Brooks, which um, is really what sparked my interest when I saw this job opportunity come up. Um, I love student leadership. I love finding student voice in everything that occurs on a campus. Um, and I like providing them with opportunity to make change that they see um, needs to happen on a campus in a way that's really productive um, for everyone. What are you looking forward to most in this new role? Great question. I think the student leadership piece, to be honest with you, I think there is a lot of opportunity at Brooks. Like I said, the differentiator is the students here. And so I think there's a lot of potential within so many Brooksians on this campus. And I just kind of want to work to unleash that potential in so many of you. Um, are there certain things that you've learned serving as dean of students at other schools that maybe you hope to bring here? Oh, I learn something every day. Every conversation uh, is a lesson learned, I think, in, in my eyes. So I've learned plenty about things that go well, things that don't go well. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned and that I really try and do is it's really easy to get focused on the negative side of things when you're a dean of students. And unfortunately, there are some um, instances that do come up that you have to handle and manage to maintain consistency and integrity within a school. but. I have learned and really tried hard to focus on all the positive and great things that happen on a campus. Uh, do you have any other roles here besides Dean of Students? Yes. So I'm fortunate enough to teach a section of biology. Um, I've been uh, really fortunate to meet Alex Sacco, another 
favorite teacher here on campus is what I've figured out. Um, and so she and I have worked really hard to collaborate on our curriculum um, and make that really fun and engaging for our students. So that's a great part of my day. I also teach a section of self and community for ninth graders. And that's really fun to do this year because I'm new as well. So they ask me questions and I don't know the answer to many of them. So we are able to learn together on how things work at Brooks. So that's been really fun. Um, and then I'll also um, work with the girls lacrosse program in the spring. And then I also work with Rev and Mr. Jones on the justice restoration team where we work on restorative justice practices within the DEI realm. Uh, so kind of transferring into Brooks so far, what did you expect coming into Brooks and kind of, I guess, yeah, just what did you expect? What did I expect? I expected a school to be a school, I think. And so with that comes, um, a great space of curiosity and learning and then also a space of challenge I think in a really great way um, and I think Brooks does what I've experienced so far does a really good job of challenging and supporting students in a way where they get pushed but they also have a lot of adults in their corner to fall back on um, should they need it to help grow from from those moments um, so it's been really nice so I saw that you worked at uh, other private schools in Utah and in Texas, which are obviously other parts of the country, way more west, uh, different parts that have different cultures and surroundings and stuff like that. Have you noticed any differences in teaching at schools in New England and also attending schools in New England and schools uh, in other places? Absolutely. So my school in Texas that I worked at was a, a charter school. So it was actually part of a public school system. Um, and the charter that was written into it was to have an extended day of academics. So we taught classes from 7 to 5 p.m. with students, which I know many of you would say that sounds absolutely horrible to be in school for that long. Um, but it was really important for the population that I was teaching. Um, and then I also worked during my time in Texas at Lamar High School um, with their lacrosse program um, and helped build that. Um, I was in Texas in a really uh, influential time for lacrosse, the sport of lacrosse. And now I think Texas is on the map, but it definitely wasn't when I was there. Um, so it was really fun to be a part of that. Uh, the athletic piece of Texas, um, kind of the things you hear about Texas athletics, I found to be true in my experience. Um, there's a lot of energy driven into athletics. Um, and so having a new sport to them as lacrosse, it was really exciting to be down there. Um, and to be part of that. And I think the athletic culture was also seen um, in the classroom in a lot of ways. Like I had a sports themed classroom and everything was like based off sports points and um, consequences were based off strikes and you rode the bench. And so students really bought into it there. Um, Utah, that was my first teaching opportunity at a day school, an independent day school. Um, and that was a really different community that I, had, I hadn't worked with before. Um, and their model, and so the family that started the school that I worked at have a house in Waterford, Vermont. The school was called Waterford School. And so they really tried to model the school after a New England independent school. So it was really interesting having lived an experience of an independent day school and then living in the West and having that school try to mirror some of the 
um, opportunities that I had in the East. Um, but it was an extremely high academic achieving school. Um, and they had a really strong arts program with students going to get their MFA, going to Juilliard, and kind of really achieving in the arts um, at a level that I'd never experienced before. So that was really special. Uh, I also saw that you were a member for uh, Teach for America, that corporation, at another prep school. Can you tell me what being a member of that organization is? Yeah, you've really done your homework, Ryan. So I was, so right after college or during my senior spring of college, it was uh, 2011 and the job market in America was not great. So I had a friend who was a recruiter for Teach for America and I didn't, I honestly didn't know much about it. Um, and in learning more, it was definitely a mission that I could get behind. So Teach for America is a not-for-profit organization that tries to close the achievement gap within educational systems in America. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be accepted um, into the program. It was highly selective. Um, during my interview process, I had to do a demonstration and I did a density lab and I had hot water that was red and cold water that was blue and I spilt it all over the table and I was like, all right, well, I guess I won't get this job. And I guess they liked my mistake. And so I was um, accepted into the program and they trained me to teach um, and then they helped me find a job. So Teach for America is really more like a job placement training agency that then places teachers um, within Title I schools around the country. Um, and I was placed in Houston. Um, I was definitely looking for something different after college because I had been in Maine for my whole life. Um, and two years in Texas was great. And I figured out that I really enjoy four separate seasons in one warm year. And Texas wasn't really for me. Um, so at your prior school, you were the head women's lacrosse coach. Uh, how do you think being a coach or involved in sports kind of helped you be a leader and a role model to students on and off the field? I find great value in athletics. Um, I think they have the potential to shape and change culture at schools in really great ways or in really harmful ways, depending on how things operate. Um, I absolutely love coaching. I was fortunate to ask to drive a bus to the field hockey game at Lawrence the other day, and um, I hadn't coached in a while, and so it definitely filled my cup. Uh, to be out on the field. Um, I couldn't keep my mouth shut, but um, TOB was nice enough to let me let me coach a little bit up from the sideline. Um, but I think that time and experience with your team are the memories that you remember when you're thinking back to high school. And I think those are really important memories to shape um, for students today. I think some of your best lessons learned are on the field or in a court. Um, like lessons of failure, lessons of accountability, lessons of celebration, and all the good and bad that come with being an athlete. Um, so I do find a ton of value in my position um, of being a coach. Uh, I was the head coach for a few years at New Hampton and was really lucky to work under some great head coaches as well during my time there. Um, and I learned a lot from them about leading a team, um, building captain leadership, um, which then developed into a whole sports leadership curriculum that I developed at New Hampton for our student athletes. Um, and to see that change has been really great there um, as students learn about 
how they need to communicate and engage in tough conversations and how challenge is really not necessarily a bad thing, but challenge is a place to grow. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned earlier, uh, just now about uh, field hockey and you were gonna potentially help out with lacrosse. Is there, are you looking to get involved in a permanent coaching role here at Brooks or just helping out in between different things? Yeah, so I definitely I will be with the girls lacrosse program in the spring, um, and I've told uh, Miss Burbank that I'm happy to help and jump in wherever I can. Um, I've never played squash, but I would love to learn. So I would more rather be a member of the JV team, I think, than necessarily coach. Um, but hopefully, I'll I'll learn some new skills um, as I jump in and jump around when I have the time. Uh, so you brought your idea. To, uh, of, of the Brooks Clean, uh, Dorm Clean, theme Dorm Clean. Uh, where did you get this idea? I stole it. <laughs> um, did it go as you expected it to go? Yeah, so I had done this at New Hampton. Um, I was a dorm parent in the role of seeing it kind of happen, and then um, I came here, and then I ran it as well at the end of my time at New Hampton. And then uh, when I came here, I asked the question of like, what is the first common goal that a dorm can work towards to build a sense of community? And um, I think because of COVID that was lacking. I think Mr. Waters and Ms. Hines have worked really, really hard and COVID was very hard for anyone in residential life. So um, to build that community up, this felt like an opportunity to borrow an idea from another school, um, to give New Hampton credit for it. And then to see how you all ran with it um, was really special. Uh, it was, I was out with COVID when we had the dorm um, prefect meeting to explain kind of the final push for it, but Mr. Forrest stepped in and obviously did a great job in explaining what needed to be done. Um, I think, I mean, you were in the dorm. I have a feeling that it took a while for people to buy in to the idea, um, but going around dorm to dorm, it was, it was really uh, an amazing night to see you all come together um, whether you're singing songs, making food, playing games, um, and having a clean room on the side was, uh, was really great. And you all stepped it up and were really creative in how you approached the different themes to your houses. I saw some that I'd never seen before, so that was really fun. Do you have any other ideas like this that students could potentially be looking forward to? So I am officially the evening programmer for winter term this year, and so I have been brainstorming some ideas. Um, about maybe like a winter carnival type thing or you know mr waters and i have talked a little bit about bringing the house cup back um in full swing and so hopefully we'll create some ideas that will bond dorms and bring day students involved um, a little bit more so that we can all kind of come together and compete in a healthy friendly way that engages all people so some you know brain teasers you know all sorts of things that we can do. Uh, and kind of closing it out here, just for people to learn a little bit more about you, um, kind of putting you on the spot here, but is there an interesting fact about yourself that you want to share? Oh my gosh. I, this isn't necessarily very interesting, but I have driven across the country seven times. Uh, do you have a favorite dining hall food so far? Yes, I am loving the, I think it's the Green Goddess Grilled Cheese Day. That day is a good day for me. Do you have a favorite part of campus so far? 
Yeah, I just came from the fire trail up to here. So I think that is like the just so gorgeous and so lucky to have that here. And you've talked a little bit about it, but is there something new from Brooks that you've learned? Yeah, I've learned so much from Brooks, I think, so far. It's really hard to identify one thing. There's an, I've never worked at a school where there's been the opportunity for chapel twice a week, and I think some students um, go in dreading it and then listening to people's stories. They're like, oh, that was kind of cool. And I think sometimes even as an adult, you go in and you have you know, your to-do list of things you could be doing, and um, you then you show up and you go to chapel and you're like, wow, that was really, that was really great. I'm so glad I was able to be there and be a part of that, whether it's you all singing or, um, you know, somebody's talking and sharing a lesson learned. Um, that time has been really special and something I've never experienced before. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come talk with me. Uh, it was really interesting to hear about you and all the stuff that you do and Brooks students can look forward to learning more about you and interact with you. But uh, thank you for listening to the Brookstock podcast. I'm Ryan Kelleher. Bye for now.